I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hi, I'm Kylie Merritt, the founder of AusBiz. Our goal at AusBiz is to provide you with news and information you can use to make better investment decisions, whether it's live, on demand, in the newsletter or a podcast like the COB. We make it available at no cost to you. The bigger our audience, the more we can invest in great content. So I have a favor to ask. If you could take a minute to leave a review of the COB in the Apple Podcast app, it'll help us grow. And of course, don't forget to catch up with all the best interviews each day at ausbiz.com.au. Thanks for listening. From Barangaroo Studios, the Ausbiz COB is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Hello, it is the 30th of March, 2021. Great to be here with you for the COB podcast. I'm Nadine Blaney and I am here with Andrew Kagan. Nice hey, to Nadine. See, yeah, yeah, great out the to day. be here. Uh, uh, interesting day, isn't it? It sort of feels like we've been on the slippery slide today, given where we started. We were. It was all systems go, Andrew. Last time we chatted at about 10 a.m. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just not to be. We saw Australian bond yields rising. Uh, we've seen well what uh, Martin Crabb from CIO at Sean Partners says is a little bit of concern about the contagion from that hedge fund blow up in the U.S. Uh, I think as well. I mean, who am I to say? But just a little bit of of a dampening of spirits, considering we have seen uh, rising COVID cases up in in Brisbane and um, yeah, market re- responding accordingly. Yeah, I th- you're right. There's that negativity that sort of crept in and I guess it's also the end of the month mm-hmm. as well. Uh, yeah, just taking a look at those sectors, like materials down 1.9%, energy 1.6%, consumer discretionary 1.6%. Yeah, when there uh, wasn't really any bad commodity data, I mean, oil has come off a bit in the Asian session, but after yeah, that... Iron ore's down, um, but still, yeah, it, it was a fairly dramatic move in a lot of those stocks there. Yeah. Okay. So oil rising in Asian trade, sentiment partly buoyed by expectations OPEC plus will stick to production cuts when it meets this week. So we've got that to look forward to. We've got some detail coming from the US President Joe Biden in terms of potential infrastructure spend. Green spending might be on the agenda. Just as to well. the tune of four trillion. Just a little four T to to put out there in the world, but the timing of it is what will be interesting because, of course, infrastructure, as we talk about over and over again, has a very long lead time. So maybe that sort of spending will come in as we start to see some of the short-term stimmy stimulus coming off. But listen, we'll wait to hear from the U.S. president. Uh, best performer, Spark New Zealand, up by 3.5%. Worst performer, Resolute Mining, which was down by 8%. Well, in fact, I can top that points bet. I think it was nine, over 9% yeah, lower. Yeah, points bet did. I, I think that, and that was... Um, What's going on in the States there? I think it was in New York uh, that legislation to approve mobile sport, sports betting has been delayed. That's sort of, I think, has has uh, spooked a lot of investors. Yeah, I didn't see that news today. That's interesting because, of mm. course, points bet and its uh, 
future growth really relies upon the U.S. market. And it is a very tightly, very tightly regulated market. Regulation is changing, but I think that does call into question if it's going to be a smooth um, opening up of the markets there. So points bet, yep, one of the worst at cybercrime. Cybercrime and Nine Entertainment have been in focus this week, Andrew. And apparently that could put BNPL under pressure. That's according to an interview with Stephen Everett, who uh, joined us from Belvedere Share Managers. Yeah. Um, look, it, it's interesting. It, I put it this way, I guess, um, in terms of uh, cybersecurity, it's often described that there are two types of companies, those that have been hacked and those that don't know that mm. they've been hacked. Or so, those about to be hacked, maybe. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I think it, pretty much they all have been wow. hacked. Uh, no, it just goes to show, you know, the scope of the problem. Um, and, uh, yeah, there's this, uh, uh, worth getting on board just as far as a ETF is concerned. Hack, um, that obviously covers uh, those cybersecurity firms that are in that space at the moment that's uh, doing well. Yeah, okay. So if you'd like to listen to some detail and why BNPL could come under pressure, you put BNPL in a headline and people click on it. That's the uh, finance nerd equivalent of clickbait, I think. Mm. You can access that interview via the show notes. We've got David Lane with a few contrarian buys. And we've got Heath Moss as well talking about, yeah, potential implications from that Archigos sell-off. I think that's how you say it. It's a Archigos. funny name. Archigos. Yeah. What's that based on? Do you know the root word? It looks Greek, doesn't it? Mm, it does. Yeah. Uh, a well, Greek tragedy in the making. <laughs> Possibly. Sorry, I couldn't know that. Uh, why don't we do stock of the day? AGL, it was one of the companies out with news today, splitting itself into two. Uh, we won't go through all the details, but we wanted to know if that makes it more of a, a keen investment for the guests today on the call. Mark Borland from Team Invest, Carl Capulinga from Think Markets. It has performed poorly. It went into a loss in the trailing 12 months, so, yeah. um, which, which is not good. So, you know, that actually, when, when that happens, and they haven't actually been in a loss for the last 10 years. So that's big. Yeah. Um, and, you know, obviously that puts a lot of pressure on CEOs and boards as well. Yeah. So doing some corporate activity like a split and so on makes sense. Sort of has some logic to it. Yeah. But of course, you're making two smaller entities and they still have to be managed, obviously separate listings. So there's frictional costs there as well. Yeah. Whether it's going to be better for shareholders, time will tell. It's not a reason to buy it though. Right. We've got uh, the, old, the old AGL effectively, the old fashioned AGL, which we will call, that's, I'd prefer to call it brown AGL. So you've got green AGL, uh, <laughs> which is you know going to be environmentally friendly. It's going to be carbon neutral and it's more infrastructure and poles. But there's a lot of demand for that. So there's, you know, we, we do know that there's a lot of demand for you know environmentally sustainable investments and infrastructure investments. So I don't think it's a buy uh, at this stage just because of what's happened. But I do think this is a positive for shareholders. So management's job is to try and extract as much value out of the business uh, that they have for shareholders. And I think this is going to uh, improve that. Not a lot of love out there, Andrew, for AGL. I think it, it makes sense, though, doesn't it? Certainly to spin off its coal assets because it is... It's a bit of a dirty word, really, isn't it? But, it sure is. Um, yeah, so interesting to see where they go. But yeah, as you say, still no love for the company. No, and the share price today got hammered again, mm. higher in early trade, initial knee-jerk reaction, and then finishing down by close to 3.5%. So yeah. that is not a ringing endorsement. Well, mind you, um, yeah, energy, as I said, as a sector, uh, was off 1.6% today. 
Hey, Nadine, you know, I'm always banging on about housing at the moment, just where it's going, it's going and it's going up and up and up. And APRA, look, they have bought, they've bought into this, but look, still no sign that there's going to be any sort of macro prudential intervention. Uh, nonetheless, um, they have recognised there is a potential problem with, I guess, housing credit growth, um, outpacing income growth. So... At least they're acknowledging that. Something to keep an eye on. Yeah, it doesn't sound like new news for anybody who's been following the housing market, does it? We did an interview a little bit earlier on today. Should be online now. It was with Dr. Cameron Murray from the University of Sydney. Look, he, I don't know what your take was, but he seemed very relaxed about rising house prices. Um, very relaxed and, and encouraged by the amount of first home buyers getting into the market. But I just can't help but think, Andrew, you know, it's really easy to say that interest rates are low and that first home buyers are getting their foot in the door. But coming to that serviceability question, if interest rates start to rise and also, I mean, just saving a deposit yeah. for a house that's a million bucks. Well, that was his point, though. Serviceability is said, you know, given the price of money at the moment, it makes sense to take out a mortgage rather than pay the rent. If you can get it. Okay. We will get a whole bunch of housing data as this week goes on. Um, so watch out for that one. Annette Beecher, one of our other anchors, is pretty excited about all the economic data that's to come later well, in the we've week. Well, we've got to cram it in, given it's a short week. Yeah. Well, tonight we get consumer confidence in the U.S. And that's a very closely watched read because of the importance of the U.S. consumer. We'll also you know, start to get some indication about the propensity to spend, knowing that stimulus is here and uh, was going to be en route. So that'll be an interesting one tonight. A couple of uh, Fed speakers as well. But uh, the big one this week will come while we're all off enjoying ourselves, hopefully. Uh, on the Easter weekend, we'll get the non-farm payroll report from the US. Mm. It's been a while since uh, markets have been on holiday when that piece of information has dropped and everybody seems to be expecting a pretty bumper result. Yeah, you did mention consumer confidence there. Obviously, had the local read today as well, uh, which was up. Uh, that's off the back of you know what happened with the New South Wales floods. Uh, they had since subsided, but it came ahead of that uh, Brisbane lockdown. So it looks going to be interesting to see what that read is next week. Um, you know, because I think that's part of the market sentiment that we saw today is that, uh, you know, people still realise that COVID is an ongoing problem. And quite frankly, the rollout here of the vaccine is it's not going Slow as fast at best. as they yeah. said it would. But I, I think, you know, searching for a silver lining, I think I said this yesterday in the podcast, forgive me if you listened, but... Perhaps it will get people more invested in getting that vaccine as soon as they can, which can only be a good thing for the whole reopening of the economy, reopening of international travel as soon as possible. Because, yeah, I mean, we've got to live with this thing. COVID's not going away, even though we've done an incredible job here in Australia. I wore my mask still on the bus today. I don't know about you, Andrew, not passing judgment, but I thought, eh, I haven't been sick in a year. It doesn't really bother me that much anymore. Um, I don't know how long it's going to last, but I thought, well... Just put it on anyway. It's interesting, isn't it, you say that? Because it'd be interesting to measure productivity because you're right. I have not been sick in mm -hmm. 12 months. It's amazing because everybody's so clean. Everybody's sanitizing, wearing masks in public transport, which I always thought was a bit of a cesspool at the best <laughs> yes, of times. true. Anyhow, learning to live with COVID, yeah. that is the... Um, that's the name of the game. And, and it's amazing to think that a year ago, we were in the depths of this pandemic. We were in the depths of uncertainties with lockdowns. It was also 
when we launched this little channel, this platform. As yeah, we call why it. would you launch a startup at the beginning of a pandemic? Yeah, if I would have had that crystal ball, <laughs> Andrew. Yeah, but listen, I I know I've encouraged you many times to sign up for the COB newsletter, and it's for things like this. So our MD and founder, Kylie Merritt, has penned. Well, not this Ausbiz view. It's more of a thank you note. Thank you note to all of those who supported us early on, to all of what we, you know, in the newsroom call our tribes, all of you listening and watching and reading. And uh, I I would never want to paraphrase her. So if you are interested in hearing from Kylie, uh, you can just click on read the newsletter or sign up for it and it'll be delivered to your inbox by by 5.30, Monday to Friday. Yeah, she says, look, you know, it's all about the subscribers, that's you. That's why we're here. Oh, I brought a tear to my eye, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We've got a bit of a, a shindig to get to. We should wrap this Indeed. Up. Okay. We'll see you tomorrow. See ya. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.